This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. We are moving towards a digital world at an exponential speed. Already, we are seeing apps that help us be the eyes and ears at customers' locations, sitting in our office, taking system measurements, and much more. Social media is the latest buzzword, yet do we really need it? Contractors usually are dragged, kicking and screaming into new technologies. Early adopters are not words that generally describe us. So what does this mean for our business? My guest today, Jim Blassingame, wrote the book on the future of the digital era. In, in terms of full disclosure, I've been a member of Jim's Brain Trust for the past 12 years, and I've been a guest on his small business advocate show many, many times. Today, I get to turn the tables on him and interview him. Jim, welcome to Contractor Sense. Hi, Ruth. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be with you again. Oh, my pleasure. It's so much fun for me to be able to interview you because you've, you've been gracious to me over the years, and uh, we get to share your knowledge today We've- with respect to what's going on in the world. All right. The book's called The Third Ingredient, correct? Yes. So you've been... That's, that's, that's the new one. That's the new one, yeah. And you've been in this industry. You started your small business advocate show, I think, when I started writing Contractor Sense in 1999, correct? 97. 97. You beat me by two years. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen some changes. And, and you know, where are we? What's going on? You're, you're talking about the digital world and we're still analog. What's going on there? Well, the, the, the reason for my last two books has been the, 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 the giant parallel paradigm shifts that's going on right now. A lot of people, you know, use the word paradigm. They throw it around. Some people don't like it. But it's really a powerful word when you understand that a paradigm is what we, we, the way we see the world, and we, we find a way to be successful through that filter, through how we see the world. We build rules for, for behaving in that, in that, in that uh, looking through that filter, and everything is fine until, th- until the paradigm shifts. And the biggest paradigm shifter in, in really in humanity, and in, in, certainly in the marketplace, was the internet. Yeah. And what what I when I when I started as you were uh, becoming a you know a, a an adopter and an, and a, and a student of the not only using the internet but seeing the implications of it, uh, I started seeing how it was shifting paradigms all over the place. And my my first book on the topic was as you know was the the age hey, of the customer, customer. Yeah. which is how which is how the 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 internet shifted the power from the control from the, the seller to the bot to the customer and and so that was one of that's one big paradigm well the other paradigm that's shifting right now is is in my opinion i put it under the catch-all term of ethics and and that is that for ten thousand years just as the seller had control of the of the relationship with the customers now they don't uh, we practiced our analog ethics. Apparently, I coined that term. Nobody had ever used those two words together before me. Our analog ethics, which we practiced for 10,000 years, so well and so often that we didn't even have to talk about it anymore. Now we're moving into the digital age where the leverage that we use is no longer in our hands. 
it's it's being when we hit an enter key, it's being we're using digital leverage. Well, when you use digital leverage, how do we transfer our di our ethics over that digital leverage? And that's the issue we've got right now, is that for ten thousand years, wherever we were, we used our leverage was nearby to us. So therefore, we could apply our ethics to that analog ethic to that analog leverage. But now that we're using digital leverage, how do we apply our digital ethics to our digital leverage? And as you can tell from listening to Mark Zuckerberg, they don't know how to do it either. Yeah, that's for sure. We're all having an issue. We're all, and, and consequently, Ruth, the reason where this is manifesting, where I think people will, will maybe this, it'll make what I'm saying a little simpler and maybe a little easier to understand. The fact that we're all so much more anxious about technology today than ever before, it's not because we don't understand the technology, it's because the technology is increasingly unable to deliver the trust and the, and the, and the ethics that we expect of each other. That's yeah. why we're so anxious. That, yeah, I was gonna bring up the word trust, but you actually brought it up before I did. So let's talk about that for a second, because how do you trust somebody in a digital world? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg has said, no, you know, we don't sell our data. Yeah, right, sure. Now, who do you believe? Well, that's, that's the truth. And first we have to, in order to put this in perspective, we have to understand one thing. Everything that, the, every chemical process in the human body takes place in the medium of water. Every interaction, every relationship of any kind between humans, you and me and all the other people out there, that every one of those interactions takes place in the medium of trust. So what, let me say that another way. Analog humans require trust. Trust is not optional. It is non-negotiable. If we're going to be happy, if we're going to have any kind of order, if we can achieve any kind of equilibrium going forward in our lives as increasingly in the digital age, we have to find a way to be able to, to, to transfer, to deliver trust with all of our digital leverage. And, and so that's the problem. Trust is, in, in, for 10,000 years, every time we went into a new phase, we, we had the, the printer, the printing press, then we had electricity, then we had you know, computers, then we had the internet, all those things, we were able to continue to, to apply our, the, our, our analog trust and it would go with us, with, with, with all of our leverage, all of the things we delivered in, in, the, in that period of time. But now, where you can push a button, hit, hit an inner key, and have more power, more leverage than, 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 than you know, all the computers, say, 50 years ago, that's a responsibility. That's a trust responsibility that we haven't figured out how to, to make sure that, that, uh, that, that we're getting it. For example, Ruth, you and I have known each other a long time. When I hit an inner key and I send you something, you know you can trust it. If yep. you do the same thing, I know I can trust it because I know what's behind you. But you and I both know that the, that the world is flat now, as, as Tom Friedman said, and, and it's much smaller. Increasingly, I know in your world, you're doing business all over, with people all over the country, maybe around the world, and you're taking first steps with people before you even know them, people you would never have been able to do business with 20 years ago. How do you make sure in those early stages that there's trust available? 
That's the challenge that we have right now. How do we make that happen in the, in, on, with digital leverage? Right, and that's, that's very true. All right, hold that thought. When we get back from break, we're going to discover this and explore this a little bit more. We have more. the answer. We do have the answer. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I've seen my clients' salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Don't let this happen to you. Here's a transcript of an email sent to Ruth King. Dear Ruth, I wish I had this book two years ago. I discovered my bookkeeper had embezzled over $200,000 from the company. I used to be debt-free. Now I have a mortgage and payments on other debt I incurred to relieve the cash flow crunch caused by the embezzlement. Don't let this sad situation be your story too. An epidemic of workplace thievery and embezzlement harms today's business world, our economy, and ultimately your income and net worth. Discover the top 50 ways employees and vendors steal from you in Ruth King's new book, The Ugly Truth About Cash. Ruth also gives you the procedures to implement to help prevent embezzlement and keep the honest people honest. Find the ugly truth about cash on Amazon or go to www.thecouragetobeprofitable.com to order an autographed copy of Ruth's book. Get the information you need to protect your hard-earned cash and assets. That's thecouragetobeprofitable.com. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm speaking with Jim Blassingame, who is the small business advocate, who is a futurist, who has looked at small businesses and for the past oh gosh, since 1997, and really going out and figuring out how to do it, how to be profitable and, and do those types of things. So we're talking about basically how do we trust in the digital age and what does that really mean for our businesses? So what's the answer? Uh, thank you, Ruth. And thanks again for inviting me to your excellent program. Um, well, what we were talking about earlier is the concept of, of the fact that, that we're analog people or analog humans. Well, and see, remember this, Ruth, and you know this very well, but, but if you haven't thought about this, everybody needs to realize that 100 years from now, our great-grandchildren will be 100% surrounded by the digital age, but they'll still be the same analog humans that you and I are today. So how do we make the digital age conform to our analog expectation of trust of ethics, of ethical behavior. That's the key. The big challenge we have right now is, convert, is, is making sure that as we go forward with this new technology and this increasing speed and power that we have and the democratization of that kind of digital leverage in, into the palms of everyone's hands, millions of people every day are getting a, a, a smartphone that don't even have a, have never owned a computer or a car or, or a microwave. How do we convert that kind of power into the hands of all these people, how do we, how do we behave, behave ethically? Is there some kind of a, 
of a method. And I believe that method is, is going to be two things. In my book, I talk about this. The two things are, number one, it's going to have to be based on the expectation of trust. Humans require trust. We have to be devoted to continuing to require trust, number one. And number two, we've got to find a way to put that trust on a digital, on a technology platform that can move and deliver our, our work with our ethics at the, at, at, at the speed of light over a nine gigahertz nitrogen cooled 28 core processor <laughs> around the world in, the, in a split second. We have to do that. And, and I, I believe, I believe, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, 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 a, uh, a warning here. Um, the, the, I believe that, that the thing that's going to do this right now, at least on my horizon is going to be a blockchain type technology. I'm, now I'm saying blockchain type because blockchain right now seems to be an answer, but I think blockchain is the early uh, rudimentary beginnings of this. In another generation or two, it'll be called something else. There'll be some other, but it'll be, it'll be the kind of capability that makes trust digital. And, and uh, uh, what, what small business owners, what your audience is going to, where they're going to have this in the beginning is they're going to have it in the form of smart contracts. Contracts that are, that are based on a, a platform, a, a, a blockchain type platform that will include uh, expectations. It'll include proof of work. It'll include a, a trigger when things are completed. And it'll include a trigger when things are completed and everybody agrees, a payment method. And that's how you and I do business with somebody in Shanghai we've never met. Right now, if we do it, we got to have a bank to go between us and make sure we get our money and all those fees and everything. When we put it on a blockchain, then you and I can go directly to somebody in Shanghai on the, with a smart contract. And because of the distributed network of, of, of the blockchain, we can, we can feel like as long as certain things are done that we all agree on, then the blockchain will, will release the work, it'll release the payment, and we'll cut out all the intermediaries, and two people who don't know each other will be able to trust the transaction. Does that make sense? It does. And it, you know, let's take it from the whole world and let's bring it down to Joe's HVAC company or Joe's plumbing company or yep. you know, whatever else it is. Same type of thing can actually work. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who's in Shanghai and we're, I'm here in Atlanta and you're in Florence, Alabama. It's the future of contracts. No, there's, it's, it, I, the, yeah, I'm, the, the, the only reason I used that example was to show how far it could go, but it could happen, it could happen to your ne you know, next door. In fact, eventually we won't use a smart, a smart contract because the person is far away. We'll use a smart contract because it's the best way to do a contract. Right, exactly. Yeah, this whether, is it's, going on. whether it's next door or, or on the other side of the world. Yeah, it really, it, it's changing things. And, and so, the, so what it really and truly means, and I want to go back to the age of the customer too, because I'm not sure that all, everybody really realizes how much the shift has made. I mean, everybody talks about internet and everybody talks about doing their research on the internet. The thing that you really bring together in that book is that the way of selling has changed Yes, because of the internet. The reality is, is that we as small business owners have to 
make the assumption that people have done their homework before they're calling us, and that's why they're calling us. And a lot of us haven't done that. Well, I, one of the things that I say is, is if you if you don't understand that the customer now controls more of the relationship than ever before, maybe maybe depending on the industry you're in, maybe completely, then 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 you don't realize that they're ruling you in or out. They're qualifying, they're self-qualifying themselves and pre-qualifying you before you even know they exist. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're looking and saying, okay, I'm not going to work with this this company because I don't like what their website looks like. Exactly. I've heard bad things on a review or, you know, any number of different things. And you'll never know that you missed the opportunity to even talk to this person. That's exactly right. And and it's astonishing to me, Ruth, that, that uh, there are people 25 years, 26 years after we, the, the internet became commercial, there are still big companies who don't get what you and I just said. My book, The Age of the Customer, shouldn't have, I should never have sold a single copy. And I've sold over 100,000 copies and it's still selling. I should never have sold a single copy because we should have already known all that six years ago. <laughs> but today, here it is, it's been out now five in the sixth year and it's still selling. People are still having a hard time. And, and now we come back, Ruth, to what I said in the very beginning. A paradigm is a hard thing to break. Very much so. And, and, and I, my intro saying we're going to be dragged kicking and screaming into this, just like we were dragged kicking and screaming into the fact that customers have already done their homework before we walk in the door. That's it's, right. It's, it's basically the same thing. All right, Jim, where do we find the books? Uh, you, can, you can go, you can find it at Amazon. That's the best place to find them. Um, the, uh, uh, or you can contact me. If you want an autographed copy, you can contact me. You can buy it from, go to, go to com and you can find the books there and you can buy them there. If you want an autographed copy, you can get it there. Can, can I say one quick thing? Sure. Ruth, your audience, small business owners, here's how you're going to run into a smart contract. Big, bigger customers are going to ask you to bid on a project, bid on, do an RS, uh, 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 a request RFP. for a proposal, RFIP, RFP. They're going to require, they're going to start saying to you, if you bid on this, you have to do business with us with a smart contract. That's how you're going to first be pushed into using a blockchain type technology. So start learning about it. Start, start understanding that at some point in time, this isn't going to be optional. It's going to become the way of, of doing business. And, and even though it may, it may be five years for some people, it may be five days for others. Start learning about blockchain. And, and remember, blockchain is not the same thing as Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency. It's, it's a different technology. It just so happens that blockchain is what powers crypto, uh, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, and also think about it already. We're, we're looking at it from a perspective of a lot of us have done things with DocuSign. And, yeah. and that's the first step of it because we're that's signing right. contracts electronically. Eventually, the whole contract will be electronic. And once you get used to it, you're going to like it. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much for being with me. Thanks Thank so you, much Ruth. for sharing. And look forward to being able to turn the tables on you one other time. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, too. And we get get you back on my show real soon. All right. uh, I really, I, as always, folks, I, I admire. Ruth is one of my heroes. I admire very much. Be sure to stay close to Ruth. You'll thank me later. Thanks, Jim. Bye. 
And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.